1: We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel
2: new? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano alongside the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. Uh, And behind the glass, we're going to introduce our pal Nabil. What's going on, man? Uh, Pretty hyped up for this slate of
1: games this weekend. You know, we got Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, But, Graham, we have some stuff to talk about. And this is a fantasy football podcast. I get it but there's no way that I'm not talking about what happened last night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The powers that be can, can get mad at me all you want. Number one, that was an awful football game last night. It was awful. Okay. From Mason Rudolph, throwing four picks, overthrowing players. uh, I mean, it went so far as, I mean, Austin Siebert was shanking field goal attempts. I mean, in every aspect of that game, it was awful. And the way that it ended Was an embarrassment to the National Football League. All right. We are employees here at the NFL and we are told time and time again, protect the shield. Always protect the shield. What Miles Garrett did last night, not only embarrassed the shield, but warrants at least a suspension for the rest of this season.
1: Graham. Yeah. Very serious uh, on-field conduct, obviously. Last night by Garrett, uh, you know, you just hate to see it. I mean, regardless, it, there's yep. no no words that, that you and I have can really, like, you know, go further, I think, than what most people have said. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I mean, it's just a total disappointment, total embarrassment for the Browns, and, you know, I think rightfully so. A lot of the Browns players came out after the game and said... Yep. That this basically feels like a loss, and I think that's the right way to handle it. Is even mm-hmm. though they did get their win against the Steelers, they haven't beaten the Steelers in a long time. They haven't had back to back wins all year, mm-hmm. and um, and now Miles Garrett's very, very selfish and very reckless actions on the field I mean, you have have everybody talking about you know what basically we shouldn't be talking about. And that's you know a back to back Browns win, albeit yeah, yeah. in a very ugly game. You like can't
2: you do that. I mean, yeah. like I, I I've you know watched a little bit this morning, and I mean I've even seen reports where uh, you know the agent for Mason Rudolph could file charges because he assaulted him. Right. I mean, this is a guy. Okay. In Mason Rudolph, who just a few weeks ago, everyone in the world. Okay. Who watches the NFL was frightened for this kid because of the hit that he took and how he got knocked out. They had to take off his face mask. And that was the game where the cart was broken. They had to walk this poor kid off. And now you hit a dude in the head forcefully with his own helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just—you can't do it. You can't do it. We can't have this kind of behavior in the National Football League. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's inexcusable. So I feel we both agree that a suspension is coming, and it should be a very uh, hefty suspension. And uh, there could be some other people who were going to be affected uh, by this uh, as well, because he wasn't the only guy at fault, but he was—he uh, was the main violator. Let's just put it that way. Now going to the game, James Conner was taken off the injury report this week, okay? He had missed a couple of games due to his shoulder. Now, when a player's taken off the injury report, you're thinking, "Grandma, he's 100%. I mean, he's he, or he's pretty close. Right. This is the guy who, you know, who I can trust. He re-injured that shoulder very quickly in that game, okay? Um, and he actually admitted, uh, allegedly, to Fox's Christina Pink that he wasn't even close to being healthy. Right. Um, as a fantasy. And, and again, listen, I'm more concerned about a player's health than anything else. OK, fantasy football. It, it is what it is. It's a hobby. It's fun. I'm more concerned about a player's health. But what what annoys me is that when a team tells me players fine, he, he's so healthy that he shouldn't even be on the injury report. We don't need him on the injury report. Um, and he clearly wasn't healthy. And that affected a lot of people in fantasy because four teams were on a bye, and a lot of people had Jalen Samuels. And so, thinking that James Conner was healthy, and it was a Thursday night game, there were a lot of people out there who decided, well, I'm going to cut Jalen Samuels because I-, I I need a roster spot. I need to I need to start somebody. I need to go off the waiver wire and grab somebody. James Conner was not healthy last night, and 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 it, maybe maybe you know. Th- First world fantasy problems. I feel a little bit betrayed by the fact that the Steelers uh,
1: certainly were not truthful about their injury report. First world fantasy problems. Let's get, a tr- let's get that trending on yeah. Twitter. Let's get that hashtag trending I mean, on Twitter. I mean, honestly, no. don't you feel the same way? No, I mean, what are you going to do? Look.
2: But it, but I mean, like the NFL has rules. Like th- right. these injury reports have to be truthful and forthcoming.
1: Right. It's true. I mean, at the same time, the, the the NFL and the teams as a whole have done, in my opinion, a very poor job over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually using the injury report. I mean, basically, since we've gotten rid of the probable tag, these teams have like pretty much no incentive to tell the truth about injuries. And we've seen this with almost every team at certain points. I mean, it just ma- it's just a matter of how big or small the injury is and in how relatively uh, fantasy relevant the player is. Yep. You know, we've seen teams just manipulate these injury reports year over year now. And, and, you know, at this point they're kind of just a farce. Mm-hmm. You mentioned James Connors clearly not a hundred percent. No, um, clearly not. And I don't think even taking him off the injury report, I, I still don't think we should have expected him to be 100%. But at the same time, reaggravating the injury in game is extremely, that quickly, qu- extremely frustrating that quickly yep. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just have to hope Connors back healthy. You know, you know, now he's got 10 days, here to get this thing right, and maybe he'll be right after the. Uh... Had, had more than that, and right. obviously he wasn't healthy. Yeah. Um, so uh,
2: let's move on. Juju Smith-Schuster uh, concussion. Um, and hopefully he he gets you know, he gets back on the field very soon. But concussions are scary, um, and uh, I mean I'm not even going to talk about the fact that you know it wasn't a, a great fantasy night for for most players. Um, but you know Juju going down uh, was 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 a tough one. Deontay Johnson, that one. Was scary. Okay, right. I feel like he didn't know where he was, and walking off the field, watching his ear dripping blood—that
1: well, was just a completely dirty hit.
2: Not, I know I mean, it was. And, and you know what, And Demarius Randall's a friend of mine, and right. I, I'm, 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 surprised. I'm surprised at that. Um, I'm surprised that his reaction was what it was because it was, uh, it was clearly it was. It was I mean, Demarius could end up getting suspended, too. I'm not sure, or, or, or at least heavily fined. We'll see. Um, unfortunately, again, these are some of the things that made this an ugly game uh, and, and not even talking about just like what happened on the field, actually, when they were playing football. Uh, so so uh, hopefully Juju and Deontay are going to be back um, sooner rather than later from their injuries. Uh, Baker Mayfield has now scored 17-plus fantasy points in three straight games. Now, he Now, last night, that touchdown pass that he threw late in the game to um, Stephen Carlson, that was a prayer. OK, Carlson made a hell of a catch in front of a Steelers defender. So obviously, Baker benefited from that. Now, I've been pooping on Baker all season long. OK, um, and, and it's because, I mean, he hasn't really been great. Let's put it that way. He's been the, probably the biggest quarterback bust in fantasy football. Here's the thing. He's got Miami next week. Yeah. Then he's at Pittsburgh. Boy, that one's going to be. I don't know what's going to happen in that game. Uh, Miles Garrett won't be there. Oh, sure. boy. Then he's got Cincinnati. Then he's at Arizona. So suddenly, Baker Mayfield, available in over 50% of leagues on NFL.com, based on the matchups, could end up being a viable option for you
1: right. um moving forward. And this was the thing. I mean, their their schedule to start the year was always difficult, and then it kind of got more difficult as the season went on. Their right. teams that they started playing, just you know, their defenses started picking up and playing better. They played the Bills last week, and we always have yep. a ton of respect for them. Obviously, had a ton of respect for the Steelers coming into this game. But you mentioned it. their their schedule gets a lot easier here yep. coming down the stretch. So maybe some good signs coming for Beckham and uh, and Baker here. But yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of
2: Beckham, if you had Odell in like the first quarter, oh you're like I mean, oh boy, it's gonna be one of those big OBJ nights. You know, he you thought he had the touchdown, then he was down at the one and oh by the way, for us Nick Chubb owners Thanks, Freddie Kitchens. Give the ball to Nick Chubb. Right? I will, we I will, don't
1: need Baker sneaking it in. I will say that is by far the best play call you can make there at first and goal from the half. Not round. for me. <laughs> Not <laughs> I mean, for most people. Just from a, just from an NFL, just from a true football perspective, I I'm know. very glad that they snuck that because I'm just selfish because yeah. they are just being just complete donkeys. Just keep running the same freaking Nick Chubb draw up in the middle.
2: So and yes. by the way, Nick Chubb. I mean, he was running into brick walls all last night. Had a ton of touches. Seventy three percent of the snaps. Kareem Hunt had. 50 54% of the snaps and for the second straight week kareem hunt had more fantasy points than nick chubb
1: yep and this is you know i think this is something because kareem hunt is coming in and taking in all the passing down work mm-hmm. and nick chubb is basically just turned into almost sort of like marlon mack i mean marlon mack does not see very many targets in the passing game he gets yeah. you know 20 carries every single week yeah uh, but it, it's just depending on if he scores those touchdowns but you mentioned it. Uh, the schedule is about to get a lot easier here. I think Chubb is gonna—he'll bounce yep. back here in these next couple of weeks because the volume is still there. Yeah, Cream Hunt eight targets, Nick Chubb, one. We sort of expected that, but um, I didn't—you know—I didn't expect Hunt to get—you know—twenty-five percent target share. He's been around twenty-five well, percent that high, targets. but you expected
2: That's, him to see far more targets in a right, game of than course. Nick Chub. Yes,
1: yeah, I didn't—I just didn't. I'm not a. I was not expecting, you know, seven to eight targets. I was more expecting like five to six target range, but Mm -hmm. he clearly has a slightly higher ceiling, I think I expected.
2: Yeah, and then back to OBJ, uh, 10 points, huge disappointment. He's now scored uh, fewer than 11 points. In three of his last four
1: games, man,
2: the schedule gets better, though. So hopefully right. uh,
1: and being tackled at the half yard. Yes. Line last
2: and time. he also got targeted a ton. Um, there was a couple of passes that Baker Mayfield threw, including one uh, at the sidelines where OBJ was wide open. And Baker right. and this threw is... the
1: ball, like even behind the defender who had been beaten on the play. You know, and this is sort of the thing, Fabs, is like this is now 10 games where we've seen Baker and Beckham not be in sync. And, it, you know, at some point. It might never happen this year, Mm -hmm. but the thing we can hang our hat on at the very least moving forward is this easier, easier schedule. And, you know, at least Beckham is getting the targets now. He's seen double digit targets in three straight. Yep. Travis Lander had another another good one. Um,
2: 14.3 has now had double digits in four straight games. A guy that you can lean on in next week. He's got revenge on his mind against the fish. Um. Is it, is it a revenge game when
1: your team is tanking, though? No, it's no, it's a re- <laughs> it, no matter team's what. When your not trying. No matter. Hey, when your this ex- week, Jameson Crowder
2: revenge game, Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so, so last night was an ugly game. Uh, it was an ugly ending to an ugly game. Uh, the fantasy production, clearly, from the guys that you wanted it from, James Conner wasn't there because he got injured. Uh, we're going to get some reports on him, hopefully today or tomorrow. And then I mean, Nick Chubb, nine nine 9.2 fantasy points. I mean, that's just not that great uh when you're talking about a guy who is an RB1 in a lot of fantasy leagues and the Browns defense this was the worst performance the Steelers defense has had in a long time from a fantasy perspective 1 point Cleveland 16 7 points allowed 4 sacks 4 interceptions
1: Mason Rudolph for as long for as long as he's starting for the rest of the year dude just stream defenses against him he looked
2: Awful. I mean, he, Wait, he, Miami? Miami uh, no, not Miami. Next week, who are they playing? Next week, Pittsburgh has. I'm going to look it up right now. Let's see what their what their def- what their schedule is the rest of the week. They've got Cincinnati. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the Cincinnati, then Cleveland, then Arizona. We can go back to the Browns at least in Week 13. Buffalo, and then the Jets. I mean, okay. Yeah. Jets had 19 last week. Uh, all right, let's move on to the uh, Week 10 fantasy matchups, and uh, we're back to four teams being on a bye. Last week, we had By McGedin with six. Let's start off, Atlanta and Carolina. Graham, let's look at the injuries.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, look, the most of the injuries we already know about on the Falcon side. Austin Hooper and Devonta Freeman will not play with their. With their respective injuries this yep. week, I'm not expecting Hooper back, at least for a couple of weeks. Freeman will probably be out at least another week. Right. Uh, big news on the Saints side this week is their cornerbacks are extremely banged up. Most notably, Marshawn Lattimore has been sidelined all week with a hamstring injury. And this is just uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was wondering uh, where Marshall, you were going there. I was looking at the, I was looking at my Saints. notes, it's my fault. All good. Uh, yeah, but no, it's just, it's just the Falcons side here. Austin Hooper, yep. and Devonta Freeman are injured, and uh, you Matt know, Ryan think, should be okay, right? And I think that open, that's yep. going to open up a bunch of looks for Calvin Ridley. I think this is a really good spot for him to get right after, really kind of two back to back bad games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just I think I think if they've kind of focused more on you know, filtering the ball through Julio and really in the spot, I think both of these guys are going to get get right here.
2: Yeah, Brian Hill. Uh, I have him in as an RB, two because the volume should be there uh, and the matchup is really good. Carolina has struggled against the run all season long, so uh, you can plug him into your starting lineups. Uh, As you mentioned, Calvin Ridley's been a disappointment. Hopefully he can bounce back this week. Uh, Any stock in Luke Stocker? No.
1: No. Uh, You know, I think they're going to play Jaden Graham a little bit, too, this rookie uh, that they like a bit. Um, You know, I just I think without um, without Hooper, it's just going to be a big, big game for Ridley. Yeah. And Julio, hopefully. I mean, man, like, Fabs, it's just me. Has Julio been just a little bit disappointing? He hasn't scored recently. Uh, the, the yardage ceiling hasn't been as high this year as we typically see. I mean, he's yep. put up, he put up 150 against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he just hasn't gotten to the box here in the last uh, six weeks uh, but he's been over 80 yards, nearly over 80 yards in four straight games. Yep. I, I think he's going to get in the box and have a huge game this
2: week. I, I like Kyle Allen as a streaming option. Atlanta's giving up over 24 fantasy like points per too. game on the road to enemy quarterbacks, so get him in your lineup. DJ Moore is a must-start. Uh, two straight 100-yard games playing Atlanta, uh, and that bad defense, although it looked pretty good last week. We'll see which defense shows up. Curtis Samuel is also a good play. And Greg Olson, who uh, I was you know all stressed out about last week, strong game against Green Bay, still slow as a molasses, although he could probably Uh, beat Jason Witten in a foot race. That's not saying very much, but the Atlanta Falcons gave up a big game to Jared Cook last week, so um, I believe that Greg Olson will be a top 10 play if for no other reason that that position is just an absolute disaster. Yeah, uh, it, it helped that
1: Greg Olson got 10 targets yeah, last week. That will help. Yeah, and they that were tra- uh, the Panthers were trailing that whole game, yep. but you mentioned it. He just cannot do anything after the no. catch at this point.
2: All right, my beloved Dallas Cowboys going to the Motor City to face the Lions. Injuries, Matt Stafford, he's already been ruled right. out for the game.
1: Right, Matt Stafford's already been ruled out for the game, so we get some clarity there for our Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. Ty Johnson was in concussion protocol earlier this week, but he's actually out of it, so I, I think they're going to get Johnson back, and with Driscoll under center, man, I, I I really have no confidence starting any Lions running back in this spot. I kind of like J.D. McKissick. Right. I mean, just as, just as for a, the check down value.
2: A, right, exactly. He's had okay. 11 plus in two straight games. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire. But if, if I can grab a guy off the waiver wire and get 11, 12, 13 points from him. Yeah. I mean, you're it, happy with what Kareem Hunt's given you, right? I
1: mean, you're basically getting the same sort of thing. I'll take it. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, Dallas has always struggled, too, against receiving backs. They've Fourth been, most uh, yeah. receptions allowed to running backs yep. this season. Yeah, they have, yeah, they've definitely struggled there in that spot. But, you know, with Driscoll under center, it's just like, he, what's the likelihood he scores a touchdown?
2: I know. Just, no, no, no. I'm going for the catch.
1: Yeah, I, now, I think. G- I. Yeah. G- I, give me your take on Galladay and Marvin Jones. They're they're amazing. I mean, you. you no, I know, but I mean, can, a, can you can you sit them this week? It's a bet on talent play because this Dallas team has done a really good job limiting production against receivers Diggs did nothing this year. Last week, yeah. Yep they've 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 given up the second fewest fantasy points to position as a whole. They've done really good both at mm-hmm. wide and in the slot. I, I think I think Galladay is probably my preferred start of the two. But man, of course, it's just with driscoll under center i mean galladay needed that long contested catch to kind of save his bacon last mm. week and marv jones was fine it's just you know against dallas on the you know with i want to i, I want to I, I
2: get uh i, I want to get a little take on uh a situation that i'm going to be looking at here okay um i've got galladay and i've got joe mixon and i could start one i'd start Mixon. see i go with the see touches. now now if matthew stafford is the quarterback you go galladay yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is uh, what I'm saying. Uh, Jeff Driscoll uh, is a big downgrade. Um, this is a good thing for the Cowboys defense. You can put them into your yes. lineup this week as well. Um, Amari Cooper,
1: he should be fine this week. Yeah, Amari Cooper, man. He, he, the dude's been a warrior all year. He's been yeah. banged up all season long. He gets his couple days off during the during Wednesday and Thursday. He'll get a little work in today on Friday and he'll be right to go. Yep. This is just a huge spot for Dallas, man. They've got to win this game uh, I'm so on the road. They, they've got to win the game. Dak is, game is a great
2: start, yeah. um, which he's been uh, in all but two of his games this season. Yeah, Dak Cooper, but, Dak Cooper, Zeke, but I mean, and Gallagher. To just get him in mind. your lineups. So. This is a team that has played down to the competition at times. I mean, we lost to the Jets. Mm. OK, we lost to the Jets. So we should be And Sorry, we, I say we. I've been a fan since eight, I'm eight years old. Um, we should beat this team. And this should be a, a good fantasy week for the Cowboys, especially Ezekiel Elliott, who has been. I mean, he's not been a boss, but he hasn't been Zeke. This season, Uh, but Detroit is getting shredded by running backs every single week. Michael Gallup's a good play if you need a tight end. I mentioned Jason Witten. He's slow, but he's still getting (laughs) some targets in that offense. Uh, Moving on, Jags at Colts. Now, the big news here. Nick Foles makes his return as the Jaguars' starting quarterback. Any other injuries that we're looking at?
1: Yeah, Nick Foles is back, baby. He uh, yeah. he's, he's taken over from Minshew Mania, and Jacoby Brissett will be back. He's going to he's going to start after missing one game with that knee injury. It's huge for the Colts because last week we saw at home against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer just clearly can't move this offense in the same way that Brissett does. The Colts, this Colts team right now, with the way they're built, without T. Y. Hilton. Uh, who's not going to play this week. He's still out with a calf injury. Without T.Y. Hilton, they're going to get Devin Funches back maybe. But the way they're built right now, they need a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. And Brissett is just, I mean, he's not turning the ball over, playing extremely well this this season. Um, You know, outside of really like, Outside of, like, Marlon Mack and maybe Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron, there's really not a lot to like on this Colts side, though, even though Brissett is back this week.
2: Yeah, and um, Doyle has been a little bit banged up as well. As he's, I look at the injury report, he was back to practice on Thursday, so it looks like he'll be fine. Yeah, he's been missing, now, like, Wednesday practices for Eric, the last couple of weeks. Eric Ebron got a lot of targets last week, so if you had to pick between the two, although Doyle still gave
1: you double digits. right. I, you know, I don't think you can ever really pick between the two and get it right. to be just being honest with you. It's just so a it's a tot- dart throw. Exactly, exactly right. It's okay. a dart throw. I will say, we, you did know Ebron got 12 targets last week yeah. yep. against the Dolphins mm-hmm. and played a season high 61% of the snaps. I think that's just a, um, basically two things. It was the matchup against the Dolphins. You want to kind of put your tight ends on the field and kind of mm-hmm. play that two tight end look. But also... <laughs> the Colts didn't really have any receivers out there. Yeah,
2: last Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, no Ty this week. Zach Pasoble, no Paris Campbell this uh, week. Chester and Rogers, and right. So uh, Burse is someone I'd probably fade. Yeah, uh, not a big fan of that. I think. Now, I, would you play Foles this week though?
1: Yeah, and here's here's an interesting streamer this week. Do you play Foles or Kyle Allen? Uh, Kyle Allen.
2: I think I like Kyle Allen. I think I like,
1: think I like, I like Foles a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I just. You know, Jags' weapons out wide. I think yep. I think we'll see. You're getting D.D. Back, get back, this week. D.D. I, back this I, I'm week. I'm very interested to see uh, what happens
2: there with, with D.D. Westbrook. Because remember, he was the Jags' wide receiver that everyone was on yes. in the industry in the preseason because Foles seemed to have, uh, you know, a, little little, connection a, with good, him. R- a good rapport with him, throw into the slot. And now the two are going to be back together. DJ Chark is clearly a really good start still because uh, he gets into the end zone. People forget his first touchdown of the year came with Nick Foles. That was
1: a gorgeous throw. And not
2: Gardner Minshew. Exactly. So, uh, so Chark is a play. Westbrook is a sleeper this week. No question about it. I think Chris Connolly is sort of off the radar at this point. Um, uh, I'd fade Bursette as you mentioned, Marlon Mack is a guy you're going to be starting uh, each and every week in Leonard Fournette.
1: Duh. You know, it's funny. We sit here and, and we say it's a dart throw between Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. Mm. But, you know, with no Evan Ingram this week, no Austin Hooper, George Kittle most likely won't play Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron are like Could top be. nine, top ten plays. it's crazy. It's, this it's, is it's where just we're insane. at. It's yeah.
2: All right, uh, Bills, Dolphins, and the Ryan Fet- Fitzpatrick revenge game. The tour <laughs> continues. Uh, so, uh, injuries here, uh, we already know, obviously, Preston Williams is out for the season. Anything else on either side?
1: Nope, no many, uh, not many injuries. The Bills have been pretty healthy, I will say, on the offense side of the ball. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? This is another good spot for Josh Allen and John Brown and all these guys to get going. Yep. But, I, I, Fabs, I have no confidence that Josh Allen can connect on a deep ball with John Brown because his deep throws this year, I mean, he's been the worst quarterback throwing the ball 20-plus yeah. yards downfield. But, again, the matchup is great. Yeah, I mean, the last uh, time I mean,
2: the last time the Bills faced the Dolphins, uh, Allen had over 21 fantasy points. John Brown had nearly 20 fantasy points. So both of those guys are going to be in my starting lineup. Last week, we were all... A little bit disappointed in Devin Singletary's production, but I would still play him this week, even if he's a flex. Oh, good yes. matchup against Miami. Now, the one thing that could put uh, a bit of a monkey wrench into that is Frank Gore is also playing. Oh, yeah. This game. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, players are all over the league these days. So there's so many revenge games. We have a few more on the docket uh, this would, week as well. But I think
1: Singletary is a good play. Oh, he's an amazing play. Yeah. I, I, going back real quick to Gore. I. Really, the only revenge game he has is the Niners, right? I mean, like, well, no, I,
2: mean, I mean, no, I mean, that's the only I mean,
1: team that mattered. I, I know, but his I, career, I guess I, I get I it. Know. I mean, but he still played for, you know, Singletary is an Miami. awesome play uh, this week. You guys, yep. he's played over two thirds of the team snaps over the, mm-hmm. now in three straight games. Frustratingly, only got eight carries last week, but I think he's going to get way more this week against Miami.
2: Yeah. Um, Bill's defense, obviously a good play because we pick on the Dolphins every week. And typically it works out pretty well. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, unless you believe in the revenge narrative, uh, you fade him. Kalen uh I mean, <laughs> dude, 24 touches oh, last week. And, and I mean, I almost had as many yards as him and I didn't play football. No, okay, it was brutally you bad. Know. The matchup. I mean, it's not actually an awful matchup, it, but unless you're desperate. No, it's a good
1: matchup. This Bill's I mean, defense I, I know, really really started so, to slide. over the But last I mean, Kalen Balazs. I just, I, you know, I said it last week. I have no, I have no confidence clicking his name into a fantasy lineup. And I it's know. the same thing this week. Look, he's going to play like 75% of the snaps. He's going to probably see 15 to 20 touches. Yep. Uh, and the matchup is great. The Dolphins are at home. It's just, mm. what about, you got to, you've got to have, you've got to have some, some either inside, inside knowledge that we don't have yeah. or uh, a crystal ball that we don't have. What about, I just the, what about
2: Devante against Shredevious this game. week? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah fade not for me mike Kosicki getting more targets uh don't love him this week uh but again
1: yeah, Bill, i mean bills have been really good against tight ends now for two straight years i so, think is a fade yeah
2: uh moving on this is going to be a fun game guys okay texans ravens deshaun watson this is the game of the week right Lamar here mar jackson oh, all yes. right this is going to be a lot of fun folks um and uh i'm going to be tuning into this one no question about that who gets the better of who in this game between the two quarterbacks, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. So good.
1: Yeah, Lamar. You know, this is this is a huge spot uh, for fantasy. I, I'm fully expecting this game to, to shoot out and go off. I will say Marquise Brown, man. He this guy, you know, he had a great game this past week. Went for four catches, 80 yards and a touchdown. That, that, yep. that touchdown he had from Lamar was just a gorgeous, gorgeous throw by Lamar. But he was downgraded. Uh, in, in practice, practice yesterday. yesterday with an yep. ankle injury we'll have to see what his involvement is in practice today uh, he, you know if he were if he were out there and he were healthy must start i would love yeah, to really play him because the texans just keep getting flamed by these quick fast boundary guys and, yep. and brown would smoke them Yep. but he's yeah. just not been healthy all year long yep. so if you've been if you're counting on brown this weekend, and make sure you check his injury status mm-hmm. uh, either today or or sunday morning because he it, it, he's likely turning towards a game time.
2: Yeah. uh, Will Fuller got it in a limited practice with the hamstring on Thursday. Keep tabs on his status as well. He will obviously affect uh, what you do with Kenny Stills if you're planning on playing him this week. Uh, So there are a few wide receiver injuries there in this contest. Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson. Baltimore's been tough against the run at home this season, do you trust either one of those two guys?
1: You know, I, I think with with few teams out on a bye this week, I think Hyde is probably going to be in some lineups as an RB2. But he has been such a dependent player, uh, excuse me, such a game script dependent player in this offense. I mean, basically when the Texans have won, he's had over 20 carries, I think in five of their six wins this season. But when they lose, he's been down around like 11 or 12 carries per game. And it's Duke Johnson yep. that's taking most of the work. So Ravens are at home. They're favored here. I have to play Hyde in a few spots, I know, in Mm -hmm. a a few leagues that I have him in just because my running back's are weak and I'm dealing with injuries or whatever. So he's going to be in some lineups this weekend, but I'm I'm very cautious of his expectation this week. And I actually think Duke Johnson could have a decent game here, especially if the game script goes how it's projected.
2: Yeah, Mark Ingram, uh, after a ridiculously hot start, has been very mediocre lately. Uh, got into the end zone last week, but only had nine points. Of course, well, it was a
1: blowout. It's hard when Lamar Jackson is so yes. damn good and running yes. for over a hundred yards every week. Well, here's here's
2: the crazy thing. I mean, his best game since week seven came against the Patriots, right? Yeah, which is which is uh, odd. I mean, he has had uh, single-digit points in th- in two of his last three games. Obviously, he's still a guy you're playing because you know Greg Roman's going to run the ball and run it and run it some more. And once you get down inside the five yard line, that's his guy. Ingram's going to be the guy there, so you keep him in your lineup. Obviously, Mark Andrews is uh, a play. If you're looking for a streaming tight end, Darren Fells do it for you this week or
1: no? That's how I feel about every stream. That's tight a end that, that's that, that's yeah. <laughs> I, that, think, that, I think that's I is the answer. I think my favorite. Uh, we'll get to my favorite streaming tight end here in a, in a few games, but okay. I. I, I uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's one of those things where Jordan Thomas is still involved. You know, Fells had that one catch for one yard performance and he got in yep. the end zone. I just I think there's a better play this week and we'll get to it. All right. Broncos Vikings. Hey, hey, this is it. Uh, injuries. What are we looking at? Not many. Adam Thielen is going to miss this game. Yep. Not, not surprising with that hamstring injury that he kind of re a few weeks ago. Which
2: means good news for
1: Kyle the our Red boy. Nose, Reindeer. Yeah, our boy. Off. Look. Yeah.
2: At with my Cowboys
1: last week, a <laughs> hell of a catch in the end zone. That was an amazing catch. But yeah. I, at the same time, he's still not being super, super targeted. I mean, he's just been around five or six targets basically in every single game. He needs to get into the end zone to pay off because he's been below... Uh, now 20 uh, he's been below 25 yards receivings in all all but two games this year. So he's been held below 25 yards in eight of 10 games yeah. this season. So Rudolph has to get in the end zone, but he's obviously got a good chance this week. Uh, I mean, he's been doing it. I mean, he's got four touchdowns the last four games. Right. He's, he's got a good chance to, to provide some streaming value this week because you mentioned feeling yep. is out. But my favorite streamer in this play. in This, oh, here we go. Me, in this game is Noah Fant. There you go. Uh, he's been uh targeted in the 27 percent of the Broncos plays over the last two weeks or excuse me over the last two games without Emmanuel Sanders and this Vikings team is sneakishly giving up the third most receptions per game to opposing tight end so if you need a tight end this week fan is likely out there in a lot of league waiver wires and if you're missing George Kittle or Austin Hooper I think fan is a great streamer play if you're in need mm-hmm.
2: uh, I think the one downside there is that I don't believe the Vikings have given up a touchdown they haven't to a
1: tight end uh, this season, and I so. think that's just naturally because they're not giving up a lot of red zone drives. And mm-hmm. I don't fully expect this Broncos team to, to get a lot of get into the red zone right. very often here in the spot, especially on the road in Minnesota. Yep. But I think Fant will probably he'll probably get around eight to nine targets here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, get, if you get if you
2: get ten to twelve points from him, right? I mean, exactly. You know, and you're, if you get
1: seven points from Noah you're looking pretty good. You're uh, looking
2: pretty good. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's six point four catches per game allowed uh, to tight ends by the Vikings. Uh, so we'll stick with the Vikings theme. And, I mean, obviously, you're starting Cook. You're starting the Vikings defense this week. This is Brandon Allen's first NFL start on the road. But Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs come with major risk this week. In fact, if I have Kirk Cousins and Kyle Allen is floating around on the waiver wire, I may be making that switch. Why? Because this Broncos defense, for as bad as it's been against the run, is nasty freaking good against quarterbacks. In fact, they're giving up right around 10 points per game to quarterbacks on the road, okay? They've been really good. Really good, and as good as Kirk Cousins has been, and maybe I'll be completely wrong about this, but we all just look at the numbers, guys, and the numbers say Kirk Cousins is a fade this week. It's to find Diggs. Chris Harris. Yeah. Okay? Not saying you have to sit Stephon Diggs.
1: Diggs is going to get, he is going to get the shadow treatment from Chris Harris. Yes. And I, yes. I, you know, I've been on this, I've, I've been on this train all year. Chris Harris is playing lights out as this kind of new shadow corner that the Broncos are using. Chris Harris previously just basically played out of the slot for Denver. Yep. Uh, and now he's shadowing with number one receivers. And and if you take out Diggs in this offense with no Adam Thielen, you're going to be forcing Kirk Cousins to beat you with BC Johnson, Kyle Rudolph, and Irv Smith underneath yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm very, very cautious. I'd be very cautious about Kirk Cousins this week. And, I, you know, the thing the thing with Diggs is, is like, who are you on your team? Who are you realistically starting over him in your flex spot? You know, because Diggs is going to probably get I mean, he's going to get a, vol- a, a bunch of the volume this week unless Chris Harris completely shuts uh, down. So here's the thing. But like, would you would you start Diggs or Galladay? I'd start Diggs, yeah, but that's because
2: of the quarterback, right? Like Joe Mixon might be a different story, right? Right? Tyvin Coleman might be a different story. Um, Diggs has been all or nothing since since the middle of the season. Uh, since basically he's been
1: all or nothing all year. Since man.
2: basically week week five. Yeah, he in in his last six games he has had. Fewer than eight points three times.
1: We're going to look back at Stephon Diggs' season this year and just be like, what? What? What the hell
2: happened? This one's he's not. Got,
1: he's, he's had some monster, monster Stephon Diggs games, yeah, and then yeah. he's just disappeared at times. This one is not.
2: Uh, it's not as easy as plugging and playing Stephon Diggs. I can promise you that. Um, going to the Broncos side of things, the Vikings are giving up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Philip Lindsay in a couple of leagues. I'm going to play him. Uh, I would not play Royce Freeman. Uh, Lindsey is more of the home run hitter, a guy who could potentially knock out a bad matchup with one big run. But, Freeman is a fade for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I would leave Freeman on benches. That's the same read I have. Is I, I yeah. play Lindsey as an RB2 and then fade Freeman.
2: Corlin Sutton's a great play this week. If you look at the numbers, Xavier Rhodes has been getting gashed all season long. The Vikings have given up, I believe, the second most fantasy points to receivers lined out wide, which is where Sutton's running over 80% of his routes. And even with Brandon Allen at quarterback, I would still play him. Sutton made one of the great catches of the season uh, in their last game where he literally, the dude floated. Yeah. Okay, floated Dude, he's so
1: good. And Corlin made Sutton the catch
2: so over a defender. It was ridiculous. Um, so Corlin Sutton, uh, even with Brandon Allen, um, a, a nice play Fully this agree. week in the matchups. Great. Uh just saw something breaking that um Miles Garrett has been suspended indefinitely. And uh Pouncey three games. Yeah. So I mean, we'll that- we'll find out uh we'll find out more about that. But yeah, um, so uh Garrett is suspended been suspended without pay indefinitely at a minimum for the remainder of the regular season and postseason he must meet with the commissioner's office prior to a decision on his reinstatement he was also fined an additional amount Garrett violated unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct rules as well as fighting removing the helmet of an opponent and using the helmet as a weapon so the NFL is not taking this lightly nor should they and um, you probably won't see Miles Garrett for the rest of this season Um, that's Not good for the Browns defense, but it's the right thing to do because last night's uh, violation um, of Mason Rudolph. Let's put it that way. That was an assault, um, was an embarrassment to the National Football League, the Shield uh, and and this great game that we all uh, love. Moving on (laughs) this. I mean, Jets and Redskins like, okay, they're going to play it. And there actually is some decent fantasy options in this game. Like not too many. Yeah. But there's a few. First the injuries. We know Chris Erndon's on IR. Right. That dude came and went quickly like that, like that. Is it a meme or, or the it's gif of like uh, of the gif of like Homer Simpson yeah. coming out of the bushes and then uh, going back into the bushes? Yeah. That would that's Chris Herndon. Uh, so suddenly Ryan Griffin back on your radar and the jets have the 10th easiest schedule remaining at the tight end position. So, uh, he could be a potential streamer this week. Any other injuries we got? I know Le'Veon sure. Bell's been limited this week.
1: Yeah. Le'Veon Bell has been limited every single week at this point. He's just battling through some injuries and, uh, battling through a bad team and battling through dealing with Adam Gase every single week. So I feel for you, Lev, but Hey, yeah, yeah, we're going to get Darius Geis back this week. It looks like I, I think Bill Callahan will probably rotate, uh, Peterson and Geis through their lineup Chris Thompson is still out with a turf toe injury I'm not expecting him to play Uh, but Callahan is basically going to rotate these two guys between Geis and Peterson and you know I don't think you can start either of them in any fantasy lineup this weekend but I'm excited to see Geis on the field because he was one of my favorite players coming out and I love him yeah he just hasn't been able to stay healthy he's
2: a friend of mine he's excited about coming back he feels good and uh, Callahan had said that there is a rotational system in place. Chris Thompson is still out. So Darius could end up seeing more targets in the passing game. Maybe a Kareem that, Hunt kind of role. That's sort, right?
1: of, that's sort of interesting, right? Is like, yep. Dwayne Haskins desperately needs someone to check down to. And and Darius Geis wasn't used much as a receiver at LSU, but I don't think that's necessarily something that's out of his purview. I think, guys, you just need to get the ball in his hands and let him make plays in space because he's that explosive. So excited to see what he's doing. Uh, Excuse me. Excited to see what he can do now that he's back
2: fully healthy. Yep. So Darius, I feel like, is a sleeper. I mean, you could do worse at flex, even though the matchup is not all that great. So uh, Sam Darnold, don't trust him. Can't trust him. Don't care who he's playing. I'm um, uh, Two QB League, Super Flex League. I, I think he's limited to that. But Jamison Crowder in a
1: <laughs> this game. I love I'm just him. growling. I'm not even saying revenge. I know. It's just a growl, but it sounds <laughs> cool.
2: Um, Jamison Crowder, who has given you 19-plus points in two straight games. He is the target machine in that men in green Offense. So, uh, Crowder is a very nice play this week, and he's still available in like 50% of leagues on NFL.com. So, I don't know if people just quit or they're sleeping. I don't know why, uh, but he should be added and started. Demarius Thomas is now a better fantasy option.
1: Oh, Robbie God. Anderson. I know. What, in that what? offense, which is crazy. Man, Robbie Anderson is just melted down for him this year. You know, he, yep. he has two just two gorgeous matchups back to back against the Dolphins, against the Giants. Goes two for 33 and one for 11. Saw seven targets, it's over. It's yeah. just it's over.
2: Let me ask you a question. Um Jets defense. Yeah. Looked good. 19 points last week. Okay. I'm into it. it.
1: It's still the Jets. I'm into but it. But they're playing Dwayne Haskins. Look, Greg Williams is going to fire. At will yes. at Dwayne Haskins, he's he going yes. to blitz the living hell out of Dwayne <laughs> yep. Haskins this week. Yep. If we know anything about Greg Williams, uh, look in in his limited starts this year, Dwayne Haskins has not looked ready. And and look, I think a little bit is probably just the matchups because Haskins has definitely not gotten off to to very you know very easy draws. I mean, he, he threw a little bit against the Giants, but he you know played against the Vikings and Bills, all these games on the road. Uh, but in you know hundred snaps this year, Haskins has like. What well, he's taken eight sacks already, he's throwing four yep. picks. I don't yeah, have I, much confidence in him, and, and I, like I, was, him. I don't have any confidence in Terry McLaurin. So, but so that's, that's what is, that's what I was this ch- matchup is amazing.
2: The Jets have given up the fifth most fantasy points to receivers lined out wide, which is where McLaurin basically uh, runs most of his routes. Overall, they've given up almost 43 points per game to wide receivers. So, Dwayne Haskins is so bad that you would put McLaurin on the bench because his quarterback can't get the job done even against the Jets.
1: Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. I, I, you know I here. <laughs> it's we'll sad. Go, let's go back. Let's go back to our Diggs conversation. Do you do you play Diggs or McLaurin? Right. No, I Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I get it. I get it. it. I mean, you know, it's it's this, a tough this, one. This week is weird because and these guys I, were teammates <laughs> in college. This week is weird because there's like 15 really good receiver plays that I I love, and then it, then you get into Stephon Diggs, you get into Kenny Galladay, you get into A Rob. It's just like they're kind of all the same. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird week at the receiver position, in my
2: yep. uh, Redskins defense also streamable because Sam Darnold is not adverse to turning the ball over uh, this season. Moving on, Saints at Buccaneers. Uh, injuries in this one, we're looking at...
1: Yeah, now I get to make my Saints note that I was trying to make earlier in the show. Yeah. Marshawn yep. Lattimore might not play this week. And that's he, big and for Mike Evans. Huge, because yeah. Lattimore is one of the only cornerbacks in the NFL that's been able to sh- uh, slow down Mike Evans in his career. Uh, Lattimore is dealing with a hamstring injury and those tend to linger. So I'm I'm not expecting him to play barring a surprise on Friday. And that's just huge, right? That's yep. just absolutely huge for both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, the, the Saints are going to be really banged up going into this one. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do out wide to try to cover both Evans and Godwin, right? Because like typically what we see the Saints do is they'll play PJ Williams out of the slot and, and mm-hmm. that's where Chris Godwin's at. And now they're going to have to try to, Basically reverse engineer this this cornerback tandem here without Lattimore. Regardless, this is just a huge spot for, for Evans and Godwin yep. to just go completely nuts against the Saints.
2: Yeah, uh hopefully um this could be a week where maybe Alvin Kamara does something for us. I mean, like, you know, outside of PPR leagues, which is, you know, predominantly what people are playing them, he's been really really mediocre and even in ppr leagues you know he has I, not been worth a top three pick so far this season
1: sure he's definitely not been worth a top three pick i'll grant you that probably not even worth the top 10 pick in in uh in leagues but he's been over double digit fantasy points in all but one game this year mm-hmm. he's just basically not scored i think that's yeah. been the biggest thing and that last week the Saints basically just restored him in the bell cow role. Now, granted, they their run pass ratio got a little a little bit jacked up last week. Camaro only had four carries, and I think Murray only had five. Yeah. But Camaro played nearly eighty percent of the team's snaps, was on the field for basically all of Drew Brees' dropbacks, got ten targets. I'm I'm fully expecting. Yeah, that and did, that that's the
2: reason why a lot yeah. of people were talking about how like Latavius Murray could play the Mark Ingram role. We haven't seen it, guys. No, we haven't. Well, we haven't seen, seen, it. seen it. And I, I mean, I had a team where I had to drop him. Because I, I I have buys like killing me. I have yeah. Packers all over the place. No, that's I'm fair. Killed, so I had to that's drop fair. him. So here's the: we talked about this on the podcast with uh, with Jeff Radcliffe earlier in the week. Um, and I am not number. I don't tweet me, okay, and tell you. Don't at me, bro. And don't write. Don't don't come and say I told you to sit Drew Brees, okay? Don't do it. I am just. I have Drew Brees in one league out of my twelve, and I'm playing him this week, okay? I'm playing him. Uh, I have Kyler Murray. I'm going to play him over Kyler Murray. Drew Brees, and we have seen this time and time again, okay? has sucked in outdoor road games, all right? Last week, he played Atlanta, 11 points at home, coming off a bye, all right? Breeze has scored fewer than four. me. 14 or fewer fantasy points in four of his last five games in Tampa Bay. He's averaged just 12.4 fantasy points in road games in Tampa Bay since 2014. In his last 20 road games outdoors, he's averaging 15 fantasy points, okay? I'm just saying, the matchup is great. It's great. It was great last week at home. I'm just saying that if Breeze bombs this week, let's let's look at these trends a little uh, more closely. I'm gonna put, I had this with Phillip Rivers last week, and I said, listen, it's a good matchup, so you probably have to play him, but historically, he's not good in Oakland, and he was terrible.
1: I'm going to put this on wax.
2: Think, I'm just saying, let's have fun with it. Let's I, have fun with it. Next week, I can come on here and say, Breeze had 30 points, and <laughs> hey, I looked at the trend. I still started Breeze, yeah. but... I like to take I, these things into consideration. I like the historical data and
1: the trends I, and stuff like that. I think Breeze is going to go nuts this Okay, week. I hope I think, so. I think he's going to put up like 350. I hope, three. so. I hope because so. Because, look, you can't – It's this Saints, this Saints team this past week, they lost Andrews P, right? And – their their offensive line is the lifeblood of this team. They 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 tick on their offensive line, and this Bucks run defense all year long has been just amazing at stopping the run. So yep. that's going to funnel all of their action towards the pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, these Bucks cornerbacks have no chance at stopping Michael Thomas, stopping Ted Ginn deep. They'll get Jared Cook involved. Yeah, we Jared love as a receiver, obviously, yeah. Jared Cook's uh, good I I I'm full. I'm expecting very good things from this uh,
2: pass. On the other side, I mean, well, Saints defense is also playable because Jameis is. You never know when he's going to. Explode. But um, you're starting Ronald Jones. You're starting uh, Evans and Godwin. Obviously, O.J. Howard is a fade. That was a one-week anomaly because he played the Cardinals. So uh, don't think that he's going to continue to do that now. Uh, when you look at the numbers recently, you look at the Saints against quarterbacks and think, well, I mean, the first three games, they got wrecked. And then they've been pretty tough. But you mentioned Marshawn Lattimore banged up. New Orleans is also allowing five more fantasy points to quarterbacks on the road as opposed to home. So Jameis Winston is a go for me in this contest. Moving on a rematch of a game that happened a couple of weeks ago. Cardinals at 49ers. What are we looking at for injuries? I know Matt Breed is banged up.
1: Yeah, Matt Breed is banged up. The whole 40, basically the 49ers, man. George they're, Kittle, they're real banged
2: unlikely up. to play. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders, we don't know. And it's a later game because it's on a West Coast. So unless you have Debo, if, if unless I, we find out that Sanders is playing like today, if, if I then I okay.
1: A, if I had a bet, I think Manny plays, but I, I have no inside information. I really just don't have any information outside of just reading the tea leaves. Uh, Sanders was sidelined both Wednesday and Thursday, did not get a practice and we'll see if he gets practice in on Friday. And if he does, that would put him on track to play. Yep. The, the Niners need him. They absolutely 100% yep. need M- they Meg. Yeah. They're going to be down to like Hendrick Bourne and Dante Pettis. I mean, Bourne and Pettis have just really fallen off, especially Pettis yep. this year. Yep. He's just not the same player that we saw in his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, they're going to start Ross Dwelly in place of George Kittle. So if you're just absolutely desperate, you don't have you know, Kyle Rudolph or Noah Fant out on your waiver wire. Yep. Ross Dwelly is not the worst Hail Mary play because obviously we want to start any tight end with yep. a yeah any tied end with a pulse against the Cardinals yep. is playable outside of that, man. Like it's it's Tevin Coleman in this game. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm fully expecting Coleman. To now, I will a, say this. have a great game will, without Matt Burrito.
2: with Kittle un, unlikely to play this week. I, right now I have Jimmy Garoppolo as a stardom. Mm-hmm. OK, he was the QB two uh, last time he played Arizona. He had four touchdown passes. If the Niners are without Sanders also.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can play Garoppolo with much confidence. I, I, I don't play Kyle Allen for him. I don't that, love Garoppolo. I play Allen. Over okay, him I don't that, love him. Right, so I'm that, just saying,
2: and it's a later game, guys. So I get it. Fantasy football stuff. Find out. Uh, find out what happens with the practices uh, uh, today. And obviously, we're early here, so we're not going to be able to get uh, any of that. But uh, if Sanders doesn't play, uh, doesn't practice and doesn't play, uh, Kittle doesn't practice and doesn't play, which we expect Garoppolo's value takes a hit. Tevin Coleman is a very good play this week, although he struggled the last couple of weeks from a fantasy perspective. But again, no map reader, So uh, he is uh, he is in play as an RB, two. Now, when you look at Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake a couple of weeks ago, and think, wow! I mean, I got to play these guys. Not necessarily. Kyler Murray was held to fewer than two points in the first half, and he had an 88-yard touchdown to Andy Isabella, where Isabella did most of the work. Okay, do the math: one point for the catch, another 8.8 for the for the yards, and six for the touchdown, uh, four for the touchdown. So. Um, that's a lot of points yeah. on that one play um i'm with you on kyler uh, for isabella and for and for kyler murray i'm
1: with you on kyler but i really actually kind of like Kenyon drake this week david johnson is not right He's no he clear. looks like
2: he looks like an old man out there i mean he jason witten would have beaten him in a foot race yeah, it D- seemed like he had yeah, a piano on his back
1: Yeah, dj week. we need you to get healthy man because yeah we, we love you when you're healthy but look He's not right. He's dealing with those ankle and back yep. injuries. I, I like Kenyon Drake quite a bit because what Cliff Kingsbury did the last time we saw this matchup on that Thursday night game, it was a short week, but he yep. spread the Niners out. Mm-hmm. He's, you can spread this team out and run against them. And this, the Niners haven't necessarily they've been very good against the pass, but they haven't been very, very good against the run in a while. So I I think Kenyon Drake can be okay here in this game.
2: Christian Kirk is a fade for me. If you have depth, I get it. He had three touchdowns. He's not playing the Buccaneers again Uh, a couple of weeks ago, eight yards through the air, 16 yards total. It is a different situation here. You are in San Francisco against a team that just lost on national television.
1: They are going to be geared up. And this San Francisco team is giving up the fewest PPR points per game to slot receivers. this year. like, they're even like this. Team is better than the Bills. They're better than the Patriots. They're better than mm-hmm. the Broncos out of the slot. So like, Christian
2: Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, both it's, fades. Yeah, uh, I, I especially
1: Fitz. Yeah. yeah, yep,
2: yeah, Fitz, I mean, it, it took the the Buccaneers for him to come back and have a big game, and he's really struggled it, uh, in recent weeks. before that, so uh, he he is he is certainly a fade. And uh, Andy Isabella is not going for eighty eight and a touchdown again, guys. So uh, get that out of your minds. Bengals at Raiders. We just heard from Zach Taylor that AJ Green is not playing again. <laughs> okay, shocker. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I, who. Who is more likely to sign him in the off season? Like, is he ended up? He's going to either end up in New he's England. He's going to be
1: a Patriot or the
2: or the Raiders. I or, think. Either or, one of those two. We
1: all know what the inevitable is in yeah. twenty twenty. AJ Green's going to be a Patriot. So I don't, I don't think AJ Green's going to play this year. Yeah. Why no, would he? I,
2: I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I'd be pushing to not play. Let's put it that way, man. I'm still hurting, guys. I I can't. I can't. You know what? Because then you get a full season off. Yeah. You get a full off season, You get healthy, yeah. and then and he's and then you and then you cash in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally I agree. Uh, Ryan Finley is going to make his second start for the Bengals, which means good thing for Joe Mixon. Now, last week was very strange because we talk about game script a lot as it pertains to fantasy football. Now, last week, they were getting smoked by the Ravens and game script would have. <laughs> they didn't even care. Would have <laughs> made Ryan Finley throw the ball about 50 times. Yeah. Instead, they, they ran the ball 54% of the time. And Mixon had 30 carries. <laughs> he didn't, so if, the, if Zach Taylor wants to do that, God bless you, bro. I love it. I don't care about your passing game. Give the ball to Joe Mixon. The matchup is good. The Raiders have struggled against running backs over the last month. So Mixon's in play as an RB2 now.
1: Yeah, I will say Gio Bernard got hurt in that game, so maybe it definitely helped that Mixon yeah. uh, Mixon got the the huge bell cow role, played yeah. a season high 75% of snaps. Yeah. I, I think that'll come down this week with Bernard back. But yeah, it's pretty hilarious. The Bengals are just getting smashed. They don't they don't, they don't running even running care. Little, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's what they honestly, that's what they should do. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna come if you're intentionally trying to lose. And the Bengals have the inside track on the number one pick and mm-hmm. p- perhaps Joe Burrow or whomever they decide to choose at number one. Uh, yeah. Yep. Keep, keep running the ball. Keep running the ball. You're down
2: 15. Love it. I love it. I love the matchup. Joe Mixon's a play. Ryan, uh, what about Tyler Boyd this week? Mm. and he's starting to fade down he's starting to fade you know out. you got the rookie quarterback mm. under center i uh the know, numbers were, were were not great last week you know
1: it's it's ppr only at this, yes. at this yes. point he's going to catch five or six balls and at this at this point you just have to hope he, he gets into the end zone yep it uh, is his birthday by the way so happy birthday Tyler!
2: Boyd. happy birthday pal uh the pit product audentate uh, i'm fading him i just uh i can't do it um not, not not with that quarterback under center. Uh, Drake or Patrick just put on injured reserve, by the way. So uh, that's another little bit of breaking news here for the Bengals, which is good news for the Raiders and Derek Carr, Man. who has given you 19 plus points in two of his last three games. Uh, quarterbacks facing the Bengals have averaged 107 passer rating and more than 23 fantasy points per game. You want to know something? So Derek Carr is a nice play. Tyrell Williams is a nice play. Josh Jacobs is a must start.
1: You want to do something wild? Mm. This Raiders team is implied to score 30 points based on the over-under in this mm. game in Vegas. They have the highest team total on the slate. They have a higher team wow. total than the Chiefs, than the Saints, than the Ravens, than the Niners. It's, it's wild, man. The, Raiders, the Vegas is all in on the Raiders this weekend for good reason. The mm. Bengals just, I mean, they stink. And John Gruden, for yep. what it's worth, I, I think he's done a masterful job yeah, with his dude. offense. Derek Carr is having his best year of the season, even your best year of his career, even though mm-hmm. Carr keeps missing throws. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been very efficient and Josh Jacobs, man, he's going to lose his mind this week. Yeah. Right? Uh, and like, actually,
2: uh, yeah, you he's going to so lose his Hunter mind. Renfro is a nice, uh, sort of deep sleeper type. Um, the Bengals are giving up the fifth Ooh, yeah. most fantasy points in the slot. Yeah. So he's a good play. Hopefully Darren Waller gets back to being what he was earlier in the season because lately he is. Just the targets haven't been there. Not
1: been that yeah, great. The, the targets haven't been there because this, this Raiders team, they're just so content, you know, letting, Car throw it 30 to 35 times per game, and Josh yep. Jacobs is going to get a bunch of looks. Car has, or excuse me, Waller has just seven targets over the past two
2: games. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Raiders defense, we don't say that very often. Very for good sure. streamer. Yeah, they're in very play. Very good streamer in play. against the rookie quarterback. All right, Patriots at Eagles, and uh, there's some injuries in this game that is going to make the Patriots defense look super, super yeah, good. Man. Not Eagles, that they need
1: it. The Eagles are really banged up for this game. I, I wish they were fully healthy because... This, this would have been a fantastic game. We obviously know Deshaun Jackson's on IR, but the, the team is also going to be without Alshon Jeffrey, most likely. Did
2: not practice
1: today. Barring a surprise. Um, and, and and Jordan Howard limited in practice today. Right. You know, they're, they're going to be without Alshon. Jordan Howard apparently had a stinger in their last game, and he hasn't practiced all week. So they also put Darren Sproles on IR this morning.
2: And they worked out Jay Ajayi.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, J.H.I. is trying to get back in the league here. That's, I think that's his second workout. I think he worked back out with the, the Eagles. Um, yeah,
2: so I mean, like, look, if that if I, that happens, then you really have to be concerned oh, with Jordan Howard.
1: You know, I think outside of Ertz and Sanders, just because Sanders is going to play almost every single snap without Jordan Howard and Darren Sproles here if this week. can play, yeah. I, I, outside of Ertz and Sanders, really, there's That's not it. much on the Eagles side that you, can, that you can play. Not playing Yeah, you can't play Wentz. You can't Wednesday. play
2: Wentz. Uh, now, the Patriots is a different story. Uh, yeah. I, I will say this. I will say this. The Eagles are much tougher at home than they are on the road, okay? So I'm not going and telling you that Tom Brady is going to put up 30, okay? But he's still a top 10 play this week. James White is always going to be a guy who's going to give you double-digit fantasy points because of his uh, his skills as a pass catcher. Now, Sony Michel is a fade this week for me. Why? Okay, I've been talking about this for weeks. Now, the Patriots are coming off a bye. Remember that. So Rex Burkhead's probably going to be active, unless he's a healthy scratch. Now, when Sonny Michel and Rex Burkhead have both been active, Sony Michel is averaging seven points a game. When Burkhead's been out, he's averaging 17 points per game. And I would expect Burkhead to play this week. So that means Sonny Michel, well, if you look at the trend, it's not good. And the Eagles are are giving up Red right Run, 50 yards per game. The running backs on the ground at the link. So everything points to Sonny Michel having an absolute stinker this week. Julian Edelman, obviously you're going to play him. Patriots defense, obviously you're going to play him. I like Mohamed Sanu in this one as well. The Eagles have struggled against receivers lined out wide. Now, when Sanu was in Atlanta, he predominantly was a slot guy. His first couple of games in New England, 50% of his routes on the outside. So Sanu is a very good play, and, and we talked about this guys when they made that trade for him. He was going to be a red zone threat for Tom Brady, and uh, I think that's going to continue. Graham
1: agreed. I think Sanu is a good play. Edelman is obviously always yeah. He's always going to you are going to start him in PPR leagues every single week. Yep. You know the thing with with the thing with Sony Michelle is like if he doesn't score fabs like it's he he's no. just basically he doesn't nothing give you anything in, in the passing game. It's just nothing. I know. It, it, it's it's his role is just so tied to touchdowns in this offense and granted he any given week he can have two touchdowns so yep. it, there's going to be some weeks where he goes off on your bench but man like if you're going by the process it's it's really hard to to play sony michelle in any yep. fantasy leagues right yeah
2: no doubt uh bears at rams last year this was this was the game where the rams got exposed a little bit remember the bears were just that, that defense was sick that was a soldier field uh if memory serves me now it was this game could end up being a huge suck fest, okay? Both of these quarterbacks are playing terribly right now. Mitchell Trubisky, coming off a big game, he played the Lions, okay? Don't at me with that. He played the Lions. He's been bad most of the season. Jared Goff, I don't know who this kid was last year. It's not the same player. It's not the same guy. Same uniform, same number. It's not the same guy. And I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole against the Bears, even at home. And you are also got to look at some injuries in this game, okay? David Montgomery didn't practice on Thursday. That's big. Keep tabs on his status for Friday. If he doesn't practice on Friday, I mean, remember, Mike Davis is no longer there. Uh, you could be looking at, a, at a, a lot of potential options for Tariq Cohen. So watch Montgomery's oh status. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Allen Robinson is going to get the Jalen Ramsey treatment. So I don't know that you can trust him uh, unless you're going to trust Taylor Gabriel, which I wouldn't. The Bears' defense – That's a play for Chicago because Jared Goff is turning the ball over a lot. But honestly, on the Chicago side, Graham, there's not a lot to like
1: this week. It's the same thing every week at this point. I mean, I think I would be surprised if David Montgomery doesn't play. I think Matt Nagy yesterday said he just rolled his ankle. And they're probably just being really precautious with him because even still, if he plays, I mean, he's no more than a flex. Yeah, they they desperately need him, obviously, uh, in this matchup. Yep. Because you mentioned Mike Davis is gone now. Uh, You know, a A-Rob. It's so damn good. And I'd so desperately want to see him play with a good quarterback. I love him. But man, it is it's just can, can we get him can, at some point? Can we just as a community get together and somehow crowdsource a way to get yeah, right. Robinson no. a good quarterback? No. Um, he's going to get Ramsey this week. I'm fully expecting Ramsey to, to travel with Allen Robinson all over the field, both in the slot and out wide, yep. because that's really the only option the Bears have in mm-hmm. this passing game. And, and A-Rob is good enough to beat Ramsey for a few plays. But yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where you're most likely starting him and just hoping that he, Uh, Beats Ramsey once or twice and gets into the end zone, hopefully.
2: So on the Rams side, Goff, no thank you. Don't want it. Um, Bears are tough against quarterbacks, giving up about 15 per game. Uh, That's not going to cut it. He is going to probably have more turnovers than touchdowns. Cooper Cup is a play because he's Cooper Cup, even though he did nothing last week. Now, Robert Woods is one of those guys uh, that falls into the category of you probably got to play him. You don't have to like it. He had a nice stat line last week. But now he's playing the Bears. They've allowed two touchdowns and 20 points per game. The receivers lined out wide with Brandon Cooks out of action last week. Woods was uh, out wide 80 percent of his offensive snaps. So uh, this is this is one of those games where if you can fade Robert Woods, I would absolutely do it. Gerald Everett, though, is in play because he's reliably uh, he's consistently getting targets. He's been reliable for fantasy owners and the Bears have not been great against tight ends the Rams defense is in play here as well because Trubisky likes to turn the ball over now we're going to talk about that big elephant in the room Todd Gurley yeah I don't know what Sean McVay is doing and I'm I'm I am just a lowly fantasy analyst okay uh I I I never played football I obviously um I, I wouldn't even be big enough to be the water boy for the kicker uh so I don't get why in the last 16 minutes of last week's game in Pittsburgh, which was very close, Graham, Mm -hmm. Todd Gurley did not touch the ball
1: once. Well, the Rams, the Rams offensive line is all sorts of banged up here. Be creative. Get, get the, get Gurley the ball in space. Okay. I I mean, do something. I hear you. He's healthy. I don't think he is. He's healthy. I I am telling you, he is healthy. I know for a fact he is healthy. Right. For Gurley's like, Sure, he's not his knee isn't falling off, but he, I mean his explosiveness is just Bro, not I, there anymore. I, it's not there. And I hear you. I mean, you would think they want to get Gurley out in space. They want to get him involved in the passing game, but it's just They're not. It's not there. The Gurley's explosive This McVay so there. stubborn that he won't I don't think it's stubbornness. I'm really telling you, he is very hamstrung right now because this offensive line is disintegrating. They dealt with more injuries this past They've got a couple more injuries, week. yeah. So, I um, mean, the Bears Jared Goff have been Goff is regressing.
2: The Bears have been bad
1: against running backs this year though, so right. is Gurley on your radar. I mean, he's got to be right. RB2? No? Yeah, he's an RB2, and you just hope he, he scores a touchdown. I'd play Joe Mixon over him this week if you had a 1v1. Yes, I would. Yeah, I'd play Mixon over him. I'd play James White over him. i play maybe yep. even Phil Lindsay over him. Yep. Yeah. Well, Lindsay's in a tougher matchup. It's close. it's close. I mean, that's where we're at with Gurley. It's just Disappointing. There, there's no there's no receiving juice anymore because he's just he's so limited right I can't now. wait to see Todd Gurley. It play, sucks because Gurley play somewhere else and th- get the ball. This was but here's the thing, this was somewhat predictable because Gurley has had over one thousand touches in three seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean it was only it was only going to happen that he would fall apart. I mean, and I feel terrible for him because Gurley is a superstar player, a superstar athlete. But again was the, the, one of the best players in the NFL for, for for multiple years and he's just it's not it's not happening for me the him people this year.
2: i talk to and some of these people know todd like intimately tell me he's he's healthy and he hasn't been this healthy in a november in right. a few years so i don't know um you got to play him you don't have to like it i guess it's just it, it, that's been a, a lousy situation last game monday night in mexico city chiefs chargers uh what are we looking
1: at for the injuries not much, man, and not much. The Chargers are usually one of the most banged up teams, but they're actually looking pretty good for this game. I really like basically both sides. I mean, Mahomes. Mahomes is right. That always juices up the opposing side's play volume, and I think I think we can kind of pretty much get everybody into our lineup this week outside mm-hmm. of, like, some of the obvious guys. Like, you're not going to play McCoy and Watkins, but everybody else, like Keenan Allen, uh, Hunter Henry's a fantastic play. I think really the only tough call I have in this game is Mike Williams because the Chiefs have done a really yeah, good I would, job. I don't.
2: I'm not into Mike Williams. Yeah,
1: the Chiefs have done a really good job all year limiting boundary receivers. They're actually giving up the second fewest fantasy points per game to opposing receivers aligned out wide. Only the Patriots have been better. Mm-hmm this year and Michael Williams is consistently outside so I think they'll probably try to keep him under wraps I think this is a bigger game for Keenan Allen against these Chiefs slot corners they don't really have a chance to cover Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler both good plays oh yeah yeah both good
2: yeah yeah but what about Rivers Rivers has been bad Mm -hmm. I mean like even against good matchups he's been bad Mm -hmm. this one on paper is a good matchup what do you think
1: you know I he would have had a much better fantasy game two weeks ago had he not turned the ball over a bunch because... I, know well, I think, mean... I know that's all, the game, always yeah. the caveat, of course, yeah. when you have a bad game, but Rivers and the, the Chargers were moving the ball very well against the Raiders. I know the Raiders had a couple big sacks, and they did a good job picking and undercutting some of Rivers' throws, but they moved the ball pretty well against the Raiders, and I think they're going to move the ball pretty well in a, in a game that they're going to be trailing most likely against the Chiefs. I, I think Rivers is kind of... Um, I think he's right on that back end QB one fringe. Like, could you start Kyle Allen over him? Because yep. I don't think I could. I could. Okay. I could do it. Yeah. Uh, River- I really like Kyle Allen a lot this week. That's fair. But yeah, it's a good match. It's a great matchup. I do. For Allen, for sure. I, I,
2: I do. Uh, I, I I do like him this week. I and mean, just Rivers, like, I mean, you look at his numbers. Rivers or Kyler Murray. Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd go with Rivers there. This the matchup is just it, it's good, but. I mean, let's look at his numbers lately. Okay,
1: they've not—they've been bad. They've been bad. We don't have to look because they have been, Graham fourteen point oh. eight or look, fewer
2: man. in four of his last five. He hasn't scored more than eleven
1: seven in his last three I, games. I have a I have a two QB dynasty league that uh, I have Rivers and, and Russell Wilson. I'm nine and one. I'm just I'm just smoking. I'll tell you this. And Philip Rivers is my only weak point. I'll say I'll, I'll tell you this too. Um, if you're not playing Rivers this
2: week, mm-hmm. and there's a hot free agent, caught him. He's off next week, and then he's in Denver.
1: Yeah, good point.
2: So you will not play Rivers for the next three weeks. Very good point. So if you don't need him, and there's a guy out there on the waiver wire you want, Phillip Rivers is very, uh, is very, shall we say, cuttable.
1: Yeah, he yeah. is droppable.
2: Um, Kansas City backfield, LaShawn McCoy, the uh, the old load management. I'm, I'm just not, buy- BS, I'm not buying that. Damian Williams. I'm not buying that. Since McCoy fumbled uh, a few weeks ago in Green Bay, I believe the stat was Williams has had 116 snaps compared to like six. It's been a bit or one fourteen to six. It's been something like that. And and the chargers are not good against the run. So Damian Williams is a a play for me. The chiefs are easy. Otherwise, as you mentioned, I mean, you're starting the guys you're starting there. So, Uh, but I do feel like, I mean, the chiefs defense could be a play here because rivers has been a bit erratic, you know, three, three interceptions in this last game against the, against the Raiders. So um, uh, yeah, the the chiefs have a, a lot of, great fantasy assets uh, and especially with Patrick Holmes back under center. All right. That's all for our uh, week 11 fantasy previews. Now, Graham and I uh, are going to start ending the shows with our bold take of the week. Say it with your chest. Bold take of the week. There you go. I think that was with my throat. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, now I'm, uh,
1: you did the part revenge part. voice. Yeah, I did. I did
2: that. So, uh, uh, Graham Barfield, the fantasy Viper, uh the uh the lost offspring of tom scarrett okay look them up it's a mouthful look them up it's yep. it's i mean they, they could be father and son um what is your bold take of the week
1: bold call of the week is yep. Noah Fant is going to save your fantasy bacon if you Ooh. need a tight end i think I like he's that. i think he's going to finish the week as a top 5 in and in ppr leagues i think he's going to probably catch like i'm full i think i'm going to say like I'm gonna say six balls, or he's going to catch six balls for 75 yards in a score. Mm. I think he's going to be the first tight end to get a... Score get against a, the Vikings? Get a touchdown against the Vikings.
2: All right, here's my bold call. And uh, I, am, I am still starting Drew Brees this week, mm-hmm. okay? But my bold call is that I wouldn't be shocked if he scores 15 or fewer fantasy points. Because of that trend. I love looking at that stuff man. I feel like it's just so interesting. Like I love I love the historical side of the NFL and sports and fantasy football. It's and
1: definitely within the range of outcomes cuz the Bucks the Bucks D-line is really good. Andrews Pete is right? out like I mentioned. I mean, so like, it's definitely I, it's gonna definitely st- an I'm going to
2: start Breeze. I have him in my top 10 quarterbacks this week, okay? But I will say that next week if we come into this podcast and Drew Breeze has had 15 or fewer fantasy points, Maybe we need to start paying a little bit more attention to the trends rather than the notes and the nuggets and the stats and everything we have right in front of us uh, for the 2019 season because um, it happened happened with Rivers last week. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, that is the show for this week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Good luck in your fantasy football matchups, and hopefully we'll see you back here on Monday when our pal Marcus Grant rejoins the show. Good luck, everybody.
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. ART.
1: Mini-golf, anyone?
0: It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. Your credit card
1: should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance
2: transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
0: You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this.